There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies. And today's movie, oh boy, oh boy. <gasps> I'm so excited. Uh, I think it's going to be some fun. Some fun. I think so. I've got a lot of thoughts about it. But before we get into it, did anything scary happen to us this week? All right. Something actually genuinely really scary happened, happened to me this oh, week. No. Uh-oh. So I went to the beach with my family last week, a week ago, exactly, actually. And we stayed in a really cool old house built in 1919 an old wooden house, lots of creepy corners. I kept feeling like I was seeing someone out of the corner of my eye. I wasn't, um, I don't think. But I fucking lost my phone inside of the house. I've we've left the house. It's a week later. We've left the house. The house, the the phone is still there. It's somewhere in the house. And my entire family like ripped apart every room looking for it. We looked in every nook and cranny and it is fucking gone. And when we were looking at Tim's phone, which we share our location services, it said it was in the house. Like you could see the phone was in the house. It just went into a weird portal. And the, here's what happened. I put Silas down for a nap. I looked at my phone for like a second. And then I was like, no, Henley, you need to read on this vacation. You're not just going to look at TikTok the entire time. So you need to put this phone down so you can focus on reading. Somewhere in the span of before Silas woke up, I realized it was missing. I looked everywhere for it before he woke up and never found it. And that was last Monday. And today is Sunday. It's been almost a week. I have no phone. I still don't have one. And now that you're not there anymore, when you check, are you still able to check Tim's phone and see, like, is it still in the house or is it, has it died? It, stopped, it, died. it, it died. So it stopped registering event after like three days, it stopped registering. But also this is a reminder to everyone to go to your settings and toggle that little find my iPhone thing on because I never did that. And I guess unless you toggle it on, it doesn't work. So I wasn't Hmm. able to use the Find My app to search for it. How would that have been different from the location services? It 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 it, like even if your phone's on silent or whatever, it will like like blast a noise. Yeah, so the phone will start making like a beeping noise, and so you can locate where it is. And it's so funny, my dad, my dad fucking uses it like it's an everyday thing. (laughs) He put his iPad down and doesn't he forgets where it is, and he just you'll just hear it going off, and you'll hear him (laughs) shuffling around like the wrong corner of the house, the wrong corner. like you're it's in this corner dad the other corner the other option <laughs> anyway hmm. so 
I don't have a phone and that's why I'm not responding to any text messages. That's why I'm not doing anything on Instagram uh, whatsoever. And it hasn't been good or bad. It's <laughs> just been fine. It just is. <laughs> it just is. Because like you still have work to do and stuff. Sometimes when you lose a phone, it's like, oh, I can just you know, not take care of any of my responsibilities for a bit. Pretend I don't exist for a while, like a little break, a little taste of freedom. No, that's not happening. It'd be great if nobody had phones for a week. But if when it's just (laughs) you, it is sort of like, well, fuck, can't talk to anybody. Can't. People are still going to try to talk to me. And I can check all my messages on my laptop. So I'm basically just like looking at my laptop more often, which is not preferable. Um, And I did read more probably than I would have otherwise, but I just read some really dumb beach books. So I was honestly could have been looking at TikTok probably would have informed me more. (laughs) Um, But anyway, you guys, I don't have a phone. Sorry, I haven't been responding to any texts. It's okay. I'm sorry that you lost your phone. I mean, it's clearly fallen through a portal to hell. I just don't see any other... Or another dimension. Oh, have you guys heard about, oh God, what the like UFO situation? No, tell me. <laughs> no. This is from Game of Roses. You know how Bachelor Clues loves he aliens loves and he it, goes yeah. on little tangents about them. But it's true. I looked it up. NASA is like developing a, a UFO program. Like there have been more sightings of UFOs lately. Oh, and so they're officially looking into them. And there's a theory that it's actually another dimension. <gasps> The frequency of the sightings makes it think that it's another dimension. And because the nuclear power that's happening right now in Ukraine and Russia, it's like (gasps) they're coming more because it will. If this planet gets blown up, it fucks up their interdimensional travel. (laughs) Where did you read this? This sounds like a Daily Mail article, but I feel like it's not. Well, part of it is from Game of Roses and then part of it is from like (laughs) space.com. Okay. What's so crazy to me about this, aside from, you know, what that is, is that I feel like, do you have whiplash in terms of how quickly the government went from like, no, 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 that's not real. Those are crazy people. Those are real. Yeah, we're developing a program. Like, it's always been real. And okay, fine. Jigs up. We'll tell you. And now it's a big thing that we do. It's like, it must be like how kids feel when all of a sudden it's like, wait, Santa's not real. What the fuck? When did you just decide that you can tell me this? Part of what's crazy about it is that if the conversation ends there, right? It's like, they're like, yeah, they're real. But then it's yeah, like, we known. don't know what they are. Yeah. We don't really know what's next. And everyone's kind of like, okay, we just don't know. I feel like our brains are just kind of conditioned to minimize huge things in general because right. of how many life ending, <laughs> like how much life ending potential threats exist. Yes. And so it's just like, well, I can't think about any of that too hard because if I do, I'll <laughs> like brain will cease explode. to exist. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll just never be able to function in the world. So I have to pretend like, Oh, interdimensional. Yeah, whatever. Not, not <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. On the one hand, I'm like, Oh my God, what does that even mean? What does that mean in another dimension? Like I want to, I want to find out. And I'm, and I also, yeah, yeah, similarly think well can't do a thing about you know if, if any of that's true okay that's how i feel when people right. talk about like are we in a simulation which may, which maybe we are or all this stuff about i'm just like literally i can't do i'm an ant like i'm a little ant mm-hmm. on a log like i can't do anything about any of this so like who cares who cares <laughs> also there's part of me that is like are people just watching too many marvel movies is that what's happened is that everyone who's looking at these ufos they're just like mm, the cinematic marvel universe um multi-dimensional just 
travel. That's probably happening here too. Let's let's just apply fiction to our lives. Or has it entered into fiction because it's there's an element because it's real. We can only conceive of what a real chicken and an egg situation. Chicken and an egg. It's a real Marvel movies are <laughs> interdimensional <laughs> into travel. Which one came first? <laughs> a classic chicken and egg situation. <laughs> oh my god what can be done nothing at all no nothing at all from me i don't know what else anything scary happened to you emily um well sammy you and i both did this which is we went to a cat show <laughs> we sure did i've never been i've never been more jealous in my whole life i've never been more jealous in my whole life i got more responses of, of this cat show than any life event that has ever happened to me any <laughs> huge news any everyone everyone wanted to know what is that how do you go and i gotta give credit to my friend jess uh who sent me the information she's like i'm gonna go to this cat show and we of course immediately said we had to go and we of course immediately invited sammy we went to this cat show so you know what dog shows are everybody does and it's that but forget <laughs> <laughs> And it was just this, it was in this like Civic Center auditorium in Glendale and just a bunch of cat people sign up their cats and they bring them and it's like little booths, like everybody has their little carrier on a spot on a table with their cats in it and it was insane and heavenly and like I'm now, we all are, I'm going to go every time I can. The amount of joy I felt upon entering the space I can't even words can't contain what it was. It was more cats than I've ever been around. They were also beautiful or weird looking mm. or like specific. Mm -hmm. The owners are fascinating. A lot mm -hmm. of cat shirts, a lot of very colorful mm. hair. The average age was probably 70. <laughs> it was Unbelievable! There was always a cats being carted around by their owners Be too. Yes, like owners walking through, me like excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. cat <laughs> coming through, cat coming through. And so, just everywhere you look, a cat is like being carried right by you, shuffled right by you. The it's, first was, fifteen minutes we were there, I was completely overwhelmed. It was such sensory overload because I'd be like, "Oh my god, look at this! This cat! Oh wait, cat coming through over here! Look over here! Oh, there's cats at the table over there! Wait, I hear like I like couldn't figure out what to focus on because it was all I wanted to look at everything at the same time. <laughs> it was so wild and it was it was incredible i saw the craziest cats i've ever seen in my life so were there like contests or little yes. you know how in a dog show they'll have little sections so what were that it was mainly like breed best in, in okay. breed situations so they weren't doing like tricks or agility or anything but as part of the like <laughs> okay. so they would bring so it would go by categories i'm gonna talk about this for forever and i can't i'm sorry but um it would go by category and so they would call over the loudspeaker like okay long-haired kittens over to sh you know show booth three and so every cat has a number and the, and the owners would carry them through excuse me cat coming through and put them in their <laughs> little cage with their number and then the judge has a uh, in the center of all those little uh, cages has a table under like a spotlight <laughs> with a bunch of feathers and stuff on the table and they would go one by one and bring the cats out by their number and place them on the table and then they would like you know they're like pulling their tail out to see how long it is and like feeling their I don't know balls probably on some yeah, of them yeah because they do that at dog <laughs> shows too they like yeah why do they do that I, it's why? Test what is their point of that? That? I don't know <laughs> but like they're testing to make sure like is this cat like does it they like mess with their little faces it's like is this cat what it should be for the breed and then the final step is okay. 
can the cat follow a feather? That's like they're supposed to be able to follow a feather. I think honestly, like follow a feather correctly, like follow it, but not go crazy for it. I think I started to mm, zero in mm. on like the ones that really went crazy for the feather weren't winning. Uh-huh. Not doing as well. But the, yeah, the ones that ignored it also weren't winning. The ones that ignored <laughs> it didn't do well. But the ones that sort of just like looked at it and were like, I see it, I see it, I see it. But I've got discipline. But control, um, exa- I'm controlling yes, myself. The, and mm. so they would do that one by one and then they would pick winners and people were just coming through back and forth, taking their cats out, putting their cats back in. Go, we, oh my God, there were some kitten categories there my favorite is there's a household pets category which is basically for like all the ones that aren't quite good enough to be normies <laughs> all the normies because there's one remy who we met was a big beautiful persian and he used to be a show cat but then he got cancer and he lost an eye he's fine he's a survivor <gasps> but now he can't compete in the regular category because he's like defunct and so now he's a household pet Oh my god! It was I. I mean, we'll continue to talk about it at length off off the pod. But I, it was it was one of the best days of my life. Someone res, uh, sent me a link to there is a documentary called Catwalk Tales from the Cat Show Circuit. Oh fuck yeah! I will definitely be watching. I might watch that tonight. That might be my activity because I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't get enough. And I feel like the scariest thing for me about the cat show was that. It was such a huge surge of dopamine (laughs) that afterwards I was, I think, like the most tired I've ever been in my life. Oh, my God. We were only there for like two hours, which is maybe an insane amount of time to be at a cat show. But yes, on the drive back, the three of us were like, I'm so tired. (laughs) I was completely drained every ounce of energy from me because I was just absolutely on cloud nine for like at the (laughs) highest 10 out of 10 excitement level for a full two hours there's like a drug come down but then did it was it did it feel good though afterwards that's like the best kind of come down you know is because you've just had like a pure pure adrenaline rush pretty good i came home i i took a shower i drank some seltzer water and i was really just had a bit of a cat show glow you know Uh, yeah i mean i was happy can you imagine any of your cats going oh to a cat god, show? Oh my god, we kept talking about that. Were you thinking about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah the they, would be, they would perform yeah. terribly. Because these cats were also so chill. Well, be- well behaved. So well behaved. Such good boys and good girls. So well behaved. Our cats would be freaking out. Such good boys and girls. Excellent boys and girls. <laughs> oh my god, it was incredible. It was incredible. And I will be going in. There's one in Santa Monica in a few weeks. And, uh, in a few weeks. I think it's pretty soon. And I'm, I will be going. So I guess that's scary that this is my new, I'm just leaning in really hard to one aspect of my personality. Oh my God. I think, I think we have to. I don't think we really have a choice. For that dopamine surge? Yeah. (laughs) I'll be chasing that for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't get better. (laughs) But okay. Today's movie, I want to get into it because I have a lot of thoughts about it. So, in honor of the love of my life, Keanu Reeves' birthday mm. in a few days. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Huge, huge. A Virgo. Yeah, he's a Virgo. We will be recapping Knock Knock, the 2015 <laughs> film written and directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know this movie existed until until you decided I to knew do it. it existed, but I did not know it was Eli Roth. And but well, I guess we'll just yeah. wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also written by Nicholas Lopez and Guillermo Amido, based on a story by 
Anthony Overman and Michael Ronald Ross or story by them, not based on a story by them. Starring Keanu Reeves, Lorenza Izzo and Ana de Armas in her first English language film. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And it is available on Hulu. And I had never seen it. And I don't know why. It just really popped into my head that I all of a sudden really wanted to watch it. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm shocked you haven't seen it before. It sounds like a perfect film. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I don't love anybody more than Keanu Reeves. And I don't hate anybody mm-hmm. more than Eli Roth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. real interesting. A true battle. Who will win? Who will win in this head to head? How do you feel about Ana, Ana de Armas? Um, I feel okay about her. Neutral? <laughs> Neutral. Neutral. Yeah. I don't love her. I don't hate her. Okay. I like her, I think. I've only ever seen her in, um, oh, what's that movie called? Knives Out. Knives Out. Yep, yep. And obviously in her tabloid photos with Ben Affleck. Sure. Um, I saw a bunch of those, probably everyone there was. Um, and I liked her in those. those she was good. good in those. I thought she did really well in uh, those paparazzi photos. <laughs> um, did anybody see the she movie did. with her and Ben Affleck? Dark Waters or whatever? No, Deep, oh, deep Water? No. Dark Water? Something like that. Isn't it supposed to be a, a sexy psychological I kind of want to watch it too. I mean, I've heard it's just so, so bad. I've heard it's insanely bad, but I, I would watch it for sure. I don't know how I feel about her acting yet. I feel like everything I've seen her in, she hasn't had to act much. <laughs> this is mean. Mm. Yes, interesting, yeah. interesting. But she's going to really have to act in Blonde, so... That's going to be tricky. Yeah, the trailer... I I have feelings about Blonde as well. I just feel like her accent is still on a darn. She sounds exactly the same in it, playing Marilyn Monroe, and it's just kind of crazy to me. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm oh, going to be able to weird. look past that. I, I read some stuff about that choice. It's either a choice or it's a, well, she can't do an accent, so let's make it a choice. I don't know. Yeah. Chicken, another classic chicken and egg. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel well. The whole point, I think, is also that Marilyn was a character, right? Yeah, that was not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. part of the reason, like letting her be Anna a little bit. But yeah, I don't, I don't actually, I don't actually know. Wow, I can't, okay, okay. And let's remember also that Lorenza Izzo. I was going to say she looks very familiar to me. Eli Roth's wife. <gasps> at the time, they are since divorced. At the time, and she was also in the Green Inferno. Yes. And he really treated her like shit, <laughs> right? Yeah, I can't totally remember all the Green Inferno, but yes, I mean, I think because it was filmed in... The conditions were terrible, remember? Didn't they like put her in a barrel and make her be in the water? I, I think <laughs> she did almost drown, yes. It, there's a she scene in drowned. which she's in, That's a, what in, a, in a river and I think she almost drowned. Didn't they put her in a barrel and leave her there? <laughs> <laughs> put her in a barrel and throw her in a river? Or maybe that was Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> One of them did that. God, Eli Roth is the worst. He put a woman in a barrel and then threw her. <laughs> it's fact now. This is like... <laughs> who did i say was bad oh michael hall jr or whatever i told you that michael he's hall like a jr. domestic abuser <laughs> it's not michael c hall michael, michael hall jr is pretty funny though <laughs> i really love our dedication to never confirming a single piece of information <laughs> <laughs> and being wrong 100 percent of the time um okay wow 
Knock Knock has a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. a 53 on Metacritic. <laughs> one of the rare instances when it's higher Where on it's Metacritic. Higher. That's significantly higher. And it's because it, it's uh, aggregate. Rotten Tomatoes is aggregate, right? Oh, I'm not going to yeah. be able to explain this properly, but... I think, yeah, a very bad movie will have a higher score on Metacritic because it's like everyone agrees it's bad. So that's a lower Rotten Tomatoes score. We're all in all in agreement that it's bad. And Metacritic is how bad is it? And so it's ranking it like oh, it's about a 50. I've never understood how it I didn't know that. works. OK, yeah. so 63 percent of people said this movie was bad, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, good fast math. I was like, thank you. So fast, so fast. fast. (laughs) Yes, correct. Um, And it has a 4.9 on IMDb. Okay. Budget, 10 million. It made 6 million. Uh oh. Okay. Uh Okay. God, I love Keanu. You've got Keanu on your background right now, and he's just staring right at me, and it really is. (laughs) I keep looking into his eyes. I'm not even doing it on purpose. It's just catching, it's just catching me, you know? Well, it's such a funny picture because Lorenzo and Ana de Armas are like have their hands all over him and are leaning into him. They're like, ooh. And he looks like he just woke up from an afternoon confused about <laughs> where he is. <laughs> Which is kind of um yeah, I feel like maybe it's character choice, you know? God. Maybe fits with, fits with the film. I'm I'm just absolutely shocked and a little bit delighted that Keanu Reeves agreed to be in this movie. It's just such a it's such a crazy choice for him. It's so random. This movie premiered at Sundance. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> and it is a remake of the film Death Game, that a 1977 film. And that's basically all the trivia I have about it. There's a few more things that I'll sprinkle in as oh, we great. recap. And also the trailer. It's a, it's a really simple movie. All takes place basically in, in one location. Damn, and they mm. still use 10 million? It's all above the line. Yeah. Hopefully Keanu got it all. Hopefully yeah. Keanu got it all. <laughs> Probably Eli and Keanu took up most of that. But we know Keanu. He would have split it up evenly between everybody. He absolutely would have. And I bet that he did. Anybody donated everything. Uh, the whole sal- yeah, 100% right. of his salary was donated. He's the exact opposite of Eli Roth. He would never put a woman in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> his wife in a barrel. He would never put his wife in a river barrel. Uh. <laughs> Um, but so the trailer shows a little too much for my liking. So okay. I think we should just get it's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means? We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. 
I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Into this recap. Love that choice. Oh my God. Let's get into it. I can't wait. Okay. So we start in Los Angeles. We're somewhere a little farther out into the valley or the hills somewhere. It like shows a camera like going further and further into a somewhat more remote, very rich looking area. We see mm. a big fancy house mm. at the top of a hill. Calabasas. Yeah. Something like that. And go in to this house and we're going down the hallways and we see a million family photos all over the walls and they're like <laughs> the photo shoot for these f- photos I think must have been very <laughs> funny it's Keanu Reeves is Evan uh, he his wife is named Karen and they have two children a son and a daughter and they just have you know those like family professional shoot family photos white t-shirts on the beach sort of situation Mm, mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. like all over every wall like they must have done so many of these shoots oh that's (laughs) in preparation for this and like different uh, do they like have different ages of the kids no not really (laughs) (laughs) not really hey i mean they gave 9.5 million to keanu they had 500,000 left yeah no i think they probably did all these photo shoots on one day and just changed outfits (laughs) Uh, we go into evan and karen's bedroom and they are fooling around about to have sex flirting she says like you should get a haircut he has kind of um a shaggier hair it looks great on him he doesn't need a haircut <laughs> shut up karen and karen is not one of the two she's not lorenzo or on today no. karen is some other actress okay she was okay. also in green inferno though this actress i didn't write down her name sorry i mean man they must not have hated it that much yeah seriously they came back well i mean i guess lorenzo's married to him at the time but lorenza Lorenzo, sorry, Lorenzo. Lorenzo, what did I say? Lorenzo. I was saying Lorenzo. Oh, <laughs> Lorenzo. <laughs> um, okay, yes. Okay, so they're fooling around. She's wrong about his hair. Yeah, she's wrong about his hair. They're uh, being playful. Like, it's clear that they have a nice 
relationship and they're about to do it and the kids barge in with a cake and a gift saying happy father's day father's day cake that's interesting yeah no one celebrates father's day already this movie's unrealistic (laughs) they quickly you know turn their attention to the kids evan unwraps the gift and he has this little bit that he does with the kids where he calls himself monster and he's like "Ooh, monster happy monster loves this gift and it's so cheesy enough (laughs) but he opens his gift and it's a alarm clock that they have put pictures of themselves into like on each of the numbers basically and just the kids are kids faces are in this alarm clock all right after he opens the gift he Chases them out of the room. Monster's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Time Like, you need to get dressed or monster's going to get you. Chases them out. He goes back into the room with Karen. They kiss a little bit again. And he says, monster's sad that we didn't get to finish what we started. Oh, my God. Don't use the kid name that you... you I, that's not going to make me horny. <laughs> it's, um, the writing is is real exquisite really really good in this movie yeah wow we get the impression that karen is under a lot of stress she says you know with the kids and the art exhibition coming up like i've been under a lot of pressure i can't keep everybody happy and he's like oh i don't want to start a fight i'm like it's it's fine at some point he's he says they haven't had sex in like three weeks and she's like we're gonna she's like as soon as i get back um, we're going to finish this. Don't worry. And they kiss and they go out to the uh, dining room with their kids or they're all having breakfast. They have a very cute French bulldog named Monkey. Uh Oh, yeah, that's a cute name for a dog monkey. And as they're eating, Karen's assistant or something comes over. His name's Lewis. He works with her something to do with her art he's like in charge of making sure everything like gets delivered to the exhibition and um he's clearly like good friends with the family they've probably worked together for a long time he feels very at home there as well and he is joking with evan about something oh like helping him to carry one of Karen's sculptures in and he says oh you know I can't like all I can lift is this coffee mug and we learn that he has just had some shoulder injury that he had to get surgery for Mm. Mm. Karen and the kids are going on a trip to the beach this weekend that they had planned um, ahead of time and then Evan got too much work built up so he can't go and so Evan and Lewis they're staying home well Evan is staying home Okay. To do some work. We learn that he is an architect. Mm. Classic movie character job. Yep. <laughs> architect. Everybody's a fucking writer, gallery owner, architect. Mm-hmm. Artist. Working at a magazine. Yep. And so they're heading out for the weekend. Karen gets the kids into the car. Evan is saying goodbye to them and saying, you know, daddy has to work. And... They again, the kids tell him, Dad, get a haircut. (laughs) Which is, it's just a very weird 
I'll tell you, it's a foreshadowing type thing, but it's like a yeah. meaningless foreshadowing thing that like has really okay. not. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a very silly thing. Anyways, so they leave after yelling at him to get a haircut one more time. And he Great. is home alone for the weekend for Father's Day weekend. Oh, alone on Father's Day. Tragic. Does that feel more realistic? I feel like maybe that's the <laughs> reverence that people give the Father's Day holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> So that night he's working on his architecture work, looking at his plans <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> 3D, 3D models, the door. 3D printing. Maybe the door goes over here. <laughs> no, maybe here. Maybe here. That's what an architect usually it's does. It's all I think. about the deciding Door where the doors go. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Wait, the, the very first episode of the rehearsal when Nathan walks in and goes, Oh, Door City over here, Door Central. Door City Door over City. here. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> really made me laugh. Uh, okay, so he's sitting there and he hears a knock knock at the door. <gasps> it's the it's the nighttime knock, now, knock. middle of the night. It's rainy, stormy, lightning outside. He opens the door and there are two girls. Soaking wet in very revealing clothing. This is Anadarmus and Lorenza Izo. And they explain that uh, they're lost. They were trying to go to a party. They The street's really dark. They have been like knocking on doors. Seems like not many people are home. Maybe a lot of people are out of town for the weekend. And she says like do you know where the gregory's live or some name and he's like mm, no i don't i don't think so and they're like shit i both of our phones are dead and i don't know like where we're going and he quickly invites he says can you do you guys want to come in you can use my phone and they say oh like thank you so much that would be great like if we could use your computer we can find out um on Facebook where the party is. And so he lets them in. Uh-oh. He brings them towels to dry off. We know that they're both like incredibly hot. Mm. <laughs> That's important. They're just like mm -hmm. the most beautiful women. Super hot in the world. And they are drying off. They're looking on the computer for the address. And one of them says... Oh shit, like we put in the wrong street name. We were trying to go to, this is Cantor. We were trying to go to Cantner. So we're way far from where the party is. And they're like, oh my God, we're such idiots. Evan is seeming really like, he's like a very nice guy, very helpful. And he's like, I can, you guys can, um, I can call you guys an Uber if you need. And they're like, oh, we don't want to put you out. We don't want to put you out. They're acting like really like they're very sorry about all of this and really embarrassed. And he's like, it's not a big deal. You're not going to. They're like, we'll just go outside and get a cab, hail a cab. And he's like, there's not going to be a cab around here. And they're like, let me call you a car. It's fine. Anna Armis's character introduces herself, says her name's Belle. She says, like, thank you so much, Evan. I'm Belle. Like, you're such a lifesaver. You're you're really, really saving us. Not a lot of people would let two strangers into their house in the middle of the night. And he says, well, you guys, you know, you don't look that dangerous. And worst case scenario, I'm pretty sure I could take both of you, <laughs> which is a very funny thing to say. <laughs> if they're not it, like in the version of this movie where they are actually just regular ladies, if he said worst case scenario, I could take both. of you, He'd be like, 
okay, bye. I yeah. got to get, like, get out of here. We're getting out of here you now. You just became very scary. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he calls them a car. It's 45 minutes away. And they ask him, they're like, sorry, this is going to sound crazy. You can totally say no, but is there any way we could throw our clothes in the dryer so that we don't show up at this party soaking wet because they're completely wet? And he's like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Totally. Like we have some extra robes. I'll, I'll get them for you. So they get oh, out God. of their clothes and into some uh, robes. This is feeling like this isn't the same at all, but it's feeling like funny games. Just like the way that they've entered the house. In I this. think it's not dissimilar. Yeah. yeah. Oof, 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 oof. I don't like it. Like anytime we're a, a bad person is like playing out a scenario it's like they're like they're Mm -hmm, putting on a little mm -hmm. performance and they're really having fun with it Mm -hmm. yeah and the other person is trusting so trusting trusting. we also know that he's he's horny you know he hasn't hasn't had sex in in three three weeks weeks. the man (laughs) cut him some slack how can a man live (laughs) he's basically dead (laughs) oh my god so he gets him some robes he takes their phones and puts them in rice it's like i have like a little trick this happened to my son's phone maybe i can fix this for you because they said their phones are like wet or whatever i have a little trick it's the thing everyone Uh, knows my secret no one's ever heard of it And he makes them cups of tea. And as he's in the kitchen making them tea, he hears music turn on and he comes back out with the tea and they have found his turntables. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And record collection. And they're admiring it saying, oh my God, you have such good taste in music. This record collection must be worth a fortune. And he tells them that he used to be a DJ in his 20s. Stop it. That's so (laughs) funny. That's so funny. DJ turned architect. (laughs) (laughs) This is why he took the job. He was like, this guy sounds pretty cool. Classic career progression. This is pretty cool. The the DJ to architect pipeline. (laughs) (laughs) He says, you know, I just I just love the sound of vinyl. I yeah, he's like, but but that was a long time ago. That was in my twenties. And they act so shocked. They're like, you're not in your 20s right now. Like, how old are you? And he's I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at him and say, you're not in your 20s. Of course, he's not in his 20s. No, they're like absolutely lying. They're they're fucking with him. But um, yeah, he's definitely not. He's 43 and he was actually 47 or no, 49 while filming, I think. Mm. And <sighs> he so says, hot. yeah, that was a, a long time ago. And then, you know, I got married and needed something a little more stable and had kids. And they're like, you're married with kids and you're all alone on Father's Day weekend. And they go and they both give him big hugs. They're like, oh, Evan, all alone. (laughs) And Lorenza introduces herself at some point. Her name is Genesis. (laughs) Whoa. And Genesis feels his muscles as she's hugging him and says, oh, well, you may be in your 40s, but you like you keep a a strict workout regimen, it seems (laughs) you're so you have great arms (laughs) and he keeps moving seats away from them like he'll keep repositioning himself 
to try to get some distance between them. Like he kind of laughs uncomfortably. He's like, huh, like, thanks. Yeah, I do try to, I try to work out, but, and then like crosses the room to the other couch and they just kind of keep following him and trying to be closer to him. Then they start talking about how they like older guys anyways, like young guys are the worst. And I'd take uh, a man who like knows what he's doing than like a young Abercrombie model any day. It's clearly making Evan uncomfortable or maybe horny or maybe uncomfortable that he's horny. And he's trying to say, like, well, you know, hopefully one day you guys will find someone great. And they find a photo of his wife on the table or something and says, oh, my God, your wife is so pretty. And he tells her she tells them she's an artist. Karen's an artist. She actually made basically all of the art in this house. And they're looking around at various little sculptures being like, wow, she's so talented, an artist, an architect like you guys are such like the perfect couple you must have sex all day long that's what i would do if i was your wife i would just want to constantly have sex (laughs) okay okay and he swallows and is like uh i'm sorry i'm just uh not used to hearing girls be so open about that and they say about what evan about sex and he says uh yeah and they say, why? It's just sex. Like, that's who cares? It's a natural part of life. And again, they're giggling. He's changing seats to the other side of the room once more. And they're following him. He's looking at his phone. How far away is this Uber? 20 minutes away now. They ask him, so you haven't been with anyone else in that whole time since you've been with your wife? How, how long is that? And he says, 14 years. We've been together 14 years. And they're both like, that's crazy. You've had sex with only one person the past 14 years. And he says, yeah, well, when you love someone and they're like, oh, Evan, come on. Like humans are the only species that practice monogamy. It's not natural. Like being with one person is going against your own nature. And. Belle says, that's why when I find a husband or find someone I want to marry, like I'm going to insist that we have threesomes all the time. I feel like that's the only way that they'd never cheat on me is if I make sure that to like be in on it all the time. <laughs> Evan is clearly like sweat. He's sweating now. He's like, it's <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, my God. And then he's like, um, so what do you guys do for work? What do you guys do for work? <laughs> Keanu. And they're like, oh, we're flight attendants. It's so okay. fun. We get to travel the okay. world. We were just in New Zealand for 24 hours partying there. And they're talking about how their escapades that they have as flight attendants, basically. They say it's it's so fun, except for except for starfish. And Evan looks confused, like starfish. What's that? And they're like, oh, it's our coworker who like thinks she doesn't have to put any effort into sex. She just lays there like a starfish. <laughs> And who would want to have sex with that? What? What? You know how you hate when your coworkers aren't good at sex? Uh. I hate that. And you know how you always describe what kind of sex you have to your coworkers so that... And you describe it as, I just lay there. I just lay <laughs> there like a starfish. Oh, me? Always. Sex? I just lay there. <laughs> 
And Belle turns to Evan and says, when I'm with a guy, I want him to have the time of his life. There are no rules. Nothing is off limits. And uh, Genesis says, sex with rules isn't really sex. If our bodies can do it, it means they were meant to do it. (laughs) He's checking the phone. Where's this fucking Uber? (laughs) Five minutes away now. He says, "Okay, it's five minutes away. You guys should probably start getting um, getting dressed again, getting ready. And Jenna says, oh, okay. can I use your bathroom? And he says, yes. So Genesis goes off to the bathroom, leaving Belle in the room with Evan. And she goes up to his records again, is thumbing through them, finds one that is um, Spanish and asks him to put it on. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. I've never heard this artist before. And she's really dancing, really feeling herself, (laughs) lifting up the robe a little bit. Oh, boy. (laughs) And he's watching her. It's clear that he... He's a little suspicious? No. I I mean, maybe a little bit. But he also, like, thinks Belle especially is, like, very hot. It's, like, Mm. clear that he knows she's incredibly hot. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and Emily, weren't you saying that Keanu and Anand Armas were hooking up at I this time? I feel like I heard this, but I oh. don't rumor. Rumor. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't do any research or fact check, but I, I feel like I heard this. Well, there is more, I'd say, like a sexual vibe between them two versus. Well, I mean, he didn't want to be too sexual in front of Eli and Eli's wife. You know, yes. he had to. He had to respect Eli. Yeah, it's true. Um, But he's watching her dance and he gets kind of swept away in the moment as well and goes over to the turntables and puts on another record and starts like mixing, doing like DJ shit, and like beat matching with another record. Stop it. Stop it. He's got his headphones on his big like Beats by Dre headphones. that's like the cringiest thing I think I've ever heard in my whole life. That's cringier than the monster stuff. And he starts feeling the music and she, as soon as he starts, she like turns around like, wow, how do you know how to, how did you know how to do that? How did you know those two two records would sound good together and he says uh djing is like mixing a drink first you find the right ingredients then you blend them together stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it that's amazing bell is getting a little closer to him now and saying i have a confession to make i'm glad that we knocked on your door evan i'm having a way better time here than i would at that stupid party we're supposed to go to And she's getting really close to him. And it looks like he's not hating it. And their faces get closer. And it looks like they're about to kiss. And then his phone rings and the Uber has arrived. So he takes a step back, says, "Okay, I'll go get I'll go get your clothes. Time to get dressed. Uber's here. And she says, "Okay, I'll go get Genesis in the bathroom. So he goes to the dryer, gets their clothes out. Starts taking them to the bathroom where he just hears them giggling and giggling behind the closed door. Knocks, girls, I have your clothes. They're dry. They don't answer. They're giggling. He's like, okay, I'm coming in. I'm I'm covering my eyes, but I'm bringing your clothes in. The shower is running and he opens the door and they say, surprise. And he looks and they're both naked in the shower. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Fully naked. And um, 
they he he's like, okay, you guys need to get dressed. The Uber's here, and they're like now just not hiding at all, very straightforward, trying to get him to have sex with them. Whoa. They're kissing him, um, touching him, trying to unbutton his shirt. He's trying to push them off. This is very much looking not consensual. Mm. And that he's saying, I can't do this. I'm married. He's like trying to push them away. They're just like coming on stronger. And uh, they start going down on him and he like switch it. He like stops fighting them, which, you know, yeah, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) They're both going down on him at the same time, which is interesting. So they've gotten his clothes off? Um, I guess just his pants. Okay. I think he still has his shirt on. Oh my but god! Things are coming off. Yeah, they they are mm-hmm. aggressive about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, he looks down, just like the back of both of their heads are at his dick, and I'm oh just like, god. what is the? How, is how that what's happening here? Are they taking turns? I Unless guess they're taking <laughs> turns. <laughs> just yeah the mechanics of it are a little mysterious yeah like the the size of a human head in the area they're trying to be is a little too yeah not quite enough to go around you know <laughs> he starts going with it and they say uh, two girls ever done this to you Evan and he says no (laughs) and they say happy father's day (laughs) oh my god if this ever happens to you you know you're about to be murdered so just remember yeah just remember (laughs) this is not a realistic scenario yeah (laughs) even if you're Keanu yeah And we see outside the Uber calling and leaving. Oh, no. We just see this scene of like quick cuts of them pressing against the glass wall of the shower, like boobs pressing up against it, butt, and like all this moaning and like shots of them making out heavily. And just it's a it's a, a pretty intense looking threesome. And then it it cuts to the the next morning. Oh wow! Okay. 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 All right. Evan wakes up alone in his bed. Oh no! Clearly feeling shame, a lot of shame. Uh-huh. He puts his wedding ring back on. Oh, it, oh, he'd taken it off. Yikes! I I think maybe just in the night. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't notice when he took it off. But he has a bunch of text messages from Karen saying, like, are you awake yet? What's up? Like, where are you? Can you FaceTime me when you wake up? And he texts her, yeah, I'll FaceTime you in a minute. Just woke up. And he's looking around the house, doesn't see the girls, assumes they're gone. And then hears some more giggling coming from the kitchen, opens the door to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And they have turned into the monkeys from Jumanji. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? They, there's food absolutely everywhere. The kitchen is trashed. They're making pancakes. There's pancake batter on the walls. There's banana peels on the walls. Eggs like smashed what? all over. Like it's crazy. The amount of mess they have made this morning. There's like pancake batter on their faces. They look crazed. They're sitting like almost like they're little animals now. They're like not sitting normally oh at the chair. They're like, God. good morning, Evan. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, he's pretty freaked out. Like, um, you guys need to, I need to take you guys home now. And Genesis says, home? I haven't been home in four years, Evan. Like, I'm not going home. Oh my God. And he's God. like, oh, well, whatever. I mean, like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. And they're like, uh, how about Paris? What about Tokyo? Like, Evan, why don't you take us to Rome? And they're just really ramping this up. He's starting to get mad. And then he gets uh, the FaceTime call from his wife and he runs outside to take it, answers it. And she's just checking in, saying like, kids, say hi to dad. And as he's talking to them behind him, the house, because it's a fancy rich person's house, all of the walls are glass. Of course. (laughs) The girls run up, Genesis and Belle run up. They're still in their robes and they just like take off the robes. They're pressing their boobs against (laughs) They press their butts against the glass and then they start miming like they're doing it doggy style behind him. It's really funny. I really did laugh. And is this on the FaceTime video or he's seeing them do it? He he, turned around. He notices them first and like turns around so that it's to him instead Uh of the um, wife. But clearly like they don't care if she saw it. Yeah. Oh my god, this is stressing me out so much now. This is so <laughs> stressful. Now this movie's just become so stressful. This is the point at which I was like, okay, is Eli Roth actually pretty funny? Like, I feel like this is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> how how far into the movie are we, would you say? This is like close to halfway. Okay. Oh my god, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. So he is very distracted, obviously, on the phone with his wife. She's like, you seem pretty distracted. Why don't you call me back later? Like a little annoyed. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's it, but I, I will call you back later. Like, I love you so much. I'm so sorry that I'm distracted. Um, you guys have fun. Gets off the phone, goes back in. Is like, OK, you guys need to get the fuck out. He's like pissed now. Like they lay down on the couch and they're like, oh, Evan, like, who's this Evan? This is a mean Evan. And where's Evan from last night? We liked that Evan. And he's like, you guys need to get dressed and get the fuck out. (laughs) And they go into, they like are like, "Mm, fine, Evan, we will. And they go into other rooms and are gone for a little while. And he goes to find them and he finds Genesis first and she's dressed. And he's like, where's Belle? She's like, I don't know. And he's looking around for her and he finds her in his closet dressed in all of his clothes. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, you just said get dressed. You didn't say what? Like, oh, so in what? I'm getting dressed. And she's at this point now calling him daddy and oh telling him that he she loves him. And she's like, she wraps her arms and legs around him. She's like, I love you, daddy. Te amo, papa. Te amo, papa. Te amo, papa. I don't know. She's really um, over the top, like kissing him, like, like, oh, daddy, daddy, I love you. And <laughs> daddy, daddy. <laughs> and he's trying to push her off and is like, come on, like, I've got to take you guys home. Tell me where to take you. 
And he's like, you have three minutes. I'll meet you outside. And we're leaving. And he goes outside, waits, 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 waits. They don't come out, yeah, obviously. Duh. Goes back inside and finds them. His wife has made this really big sculpture that is like her main centerpiece for the exhibition that is coming up. Oh, God. They have covered it in dick drawings. They just drew <gasps> dicks all over it in Sharpie. Oh and he's obviously furious they're oh just laughing God. and laughing and laughing <laughs> <laughs> and he says okay that's it i'm calling the police i'm calling the police he gets yeah. his cell phone out and uh genesis says yeah go ahead call him i've got a funny story for them and he says what do you what do you mean and she says oh it's called to catch a predator like bell's 15 years old <gasps> no but she's not you can do you think she is no i mean she's definitely she's definitely not but he's like obviously alarmed by this information yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he hangs up regardless to get some more he's like what are you talking about you told me you were flight attendants and they're laughing in his face like yeah we told you that like we're not we're in high school oh and- god oh no <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, what do you what do you guys want? What do you want? Do you want money? What do you want from me? Why are you doing this? And they say we want to make you breakfast every morning for the rest of your life, Evan. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is horrible. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. And then there the doorbell rings and his physical therapist is there. He has physical therapy for his shoulder. This it's this woman, I think Vivian is her name and this actress is the main one of the main girls from the original version of this movie which is fun. Oh, that Death, is fun. Death Wish, or is that what it's called? Death Game. Yeah, Death Wish. Death Game. Oh, Death Game. So she's there and she's saying like, "Okay, time for your therapy." He's like, "Oh, no, you know, not today. It's okay. You don't have to come in today. I'm feeling so much better. Don't have to come in." Genesis walks out, puts her arms around him, kisses him on the neck, says, who's this baby? Oh, Jesus. And Vivian's obviously, like, very disgusted by this, like, gives him this really dirty look. Like, I can't believe you. I can't believe you, Evan. This is horrifying. Storms off. He's like, Vivian, Vivian, it's not what it looks like. And she leaves. Goes back inside. Belle is blasting records now dancing around and they're just having a fucking party in his house he's like screaming at them to get out (laughs) this is so awful and genesis is yelling at him like isn't this so funny evan like in just one night like you ruined your whole life like Ah! if you call the the police like you're gonna have to tell all of your neighbors that you're a pedophile you're gonna have to knock door to door announcing that you're a pedophile and screaming in his face and really getting him obviously really worked up and he grabs her by the throat and like pins her against the wall and she looks impressed by this she like smiles at him like oh evan i didn't think you had this in you like you seemed like such a nice guy i didn't think that you had this side to you he very quickly like lets her go and is um ashamed of his own behavior and is like i like i'm not i am a good guy i am a good guy and lets her go oh god and he he decides he's going to call 911 anyways. Calls 911. He says, I'd like to call a report a break-in, a burglary or whatever. And Genesis hangs up the phone and like looks, of, looks at him like, okay, the, the jig is up. And he's like, all right, 
can you give us a ride home? Like, we'll leave. We'll get out. And he's like, yes, let's go. They get in the car. He, they tell him where to go. And he drops them off. And they do not go in to the place that they directed him to. Clearly, they don't live there. And there's a shot of them after he drops them off, just like walking down the street. And this shot is very clearly not Lorenza Izzo. And Ana de Armas to a point oh, that really? just really made me laugh. Like it was just a pickup <laughs> shot where it's just two women in wigs. <laughs> That's, really funny. That's really funny. They'll never notice. No one will ever notice. Eli Roth and somebody else in the same outfits. We all come home after a long day of work. And what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice, like, mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. <laughs> we see a montage of Evan now cleaning the house and taking alcohol and scrubbing the sculpture to try to get the little dicks off of it. It's working a little bit, but it's, you know, going slow. Oh my and God. over the course of the day, he does get the house into pretty it looks pretty good because remember they'd really trash that kitchen mm -hmm. um and it looks like things are mostly back to normal and then that night he's working he's back at his oh office oh god oh god oh god working oh god. on his 3d plans <laughs> 3d plans <laughs> <laughs> the doors he's he's choosing where to put the doors yes mm -hmm. 
doing that, and he hears something in the house. Oh, God. Hears a little crack. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And walks out into the living room and just sees one of his family photos knocked onto onto the floor with the glass broken. He bends down to pick it up, and we see behind him Genesis with a vase or, like, something heavy knocks him in the head with it. Knocks him out. Cuts to black. Oh, my God. Ooh. Here we Come go. Back. This. I hate this. <laughs> and Evan is now tied to the bed in his bedroom like a starfish. <laughs> okay. Genesis is putting on his wife's makeup at her vanity and in walks Belle saying, do you like my outfit? And she is wearing his daughter's school uniform. Ew! And he screams at her, take that off. That's my daughter's. And she says, I know, Daddy. Like, don't you like the way it looks on me? And she lifts up the skirt and is wearing little pink unicorn underwears. And like, he's so furious at this. He says, take those off. Like, you're disgusting. And she says, okay. And like, really slowly (gasps) takes off the underwear and then gets like, sits on top of him and says, you know, every girl's first love is their daddy. And he says, if you, if you love me, if you really love me, please untie me. And Genesis says, ignore that asshole. And Belle says, he's not an asshole. He's my daddy. Oh, so you were starting to think that maybe she kind of actually like is weirdly thinking this too, kind of like, is she, I don't know. It seems that they're both unwell. They're both very much unwell. And so they're enjoying themselves. She knows she's torturing him, but, but she's just got a different sort of. Yeah. Different vibe about it. Different is also unwell. Yeah. And there's a pretty, I'd say, upsetting moment here where she's... Oh, no. More upsetting. <laughs> where she's on top of him and kissing him and saying, like, don't you want to fuck your little girl again like you did for like you did for years, daddy? And, like, at some point it switches and it's, it seems like she's now talking to her actual dad and, and then she yeah. starts crying oh, and, no. like, slaps him and says, like, why did you do that to me, daddy? Why did you do that to me? Oh, and she's crying God. and he, like, he looks like scared and also sympathetic and he's like trying to calm her down and he's like it's okay it's okay like you're okay oh jesus and at that moment his phone rings and it's a facetime from his wife (laughs) oh jesus christ and they're like let's answer it let's answer it and he's like no 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 please no 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 please no it could be my kids it could be my kids calling and they're like we'll answer it like this and they start unzipping his pants so that It'll be oh, like him no. answering it just with his dick in the oh frame. And he says, no. and he says, no, please, please, please. I'll do anything you want. And they throw the phone aside and they both start cheering. They're like, yay, he'll do whatever we want. Oh, my God. So what Belle wants to have sex with him. So she, I mean, rapes him. That is, yeah. 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 And Genesis is filming it. Oh my god! Uh, and <laughs> this is so fucked up. I hate this. It's pretty horrifying. Hey, guess what? Still hate Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah, still, still hate him. Still hate him, Eli. This isn't redeeming whatsoever. Mm. But during the sex, because of the 
motion of it, he's able to loosen whatever they've tied his wrists with. And he's Mm. eventually able to get free. Genesis, after filming them for a while, went off into the kitchen to go get a snack. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) So he gets his he gets his undoes his bindings and knocks Belle off, knocks her to the floor and runs out of the room, like gets free, runs out of the room, sees Genesis eating a piece of the cake and runs to her, tries to like knock her down. Mm. And as he grabs her, she takes the fork <gasps> and stabs it into his shoulder where he has just had shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. And he is in excruciating pain, falls over backwards screaming, and she's twisting the fork Ew! around and he passes out with from the pain. Damn. Wakes up. Tied to a chair now in the living room. Okay. Genesis and Belle are, have changed. Genesis is wearing one of his suit tops and shirts. And Belle is wearing a fancy dress of Karen's, I presume. And they're pretending now that they're game show hosts. And <laughs> they're saying, like, I can't remember what the game uh, is called. Something like To Catch a Predator. But they put his DJ headphones on his ears. I don't know. They say, we're going to ask you questions, and if you get the answers wrong, you'll be punished. Oh, God. And he's screaming at them now, you're both crazy bitches. (laughs) And as he screams at them, Genesis turns up feedback into the headphones really, really loud. And he's screaming and saying, I could could go deaf. I could go deaf. This is serious. I could go deaf. (laughs) It's all serious, dude. This is about as serious as it gets. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, first question. Are you ready, Evan? How far away from school will you have to pick up your kids? Basically, when you're a a registered pedophile. And he's like yelling at them. This isn't funny. Untimey. And again, they do the feedback. And they're like, wrong answer. Wrong answer, Evan. Then Genesis asks or it goes, this is an easy one. This is a pretty easy one. How many daddies have survived this game? And oh, she like no. stares at him. And she's like, I think you know the answer to this one. And he says, none. And they say, correct, Evan. Good job. And they like clap for him. And they're like, all right, next question. Oh, my God. What's the proper punishment for a pedophile? Prison, castration or death? And he's staring at them. He's like uh, on the verge of tears. He's like, please, like, please untie me. Oh, I hate this. I I hate this so much. (laughs) And they're like, TikTok, Evan, you got to answer this question. And before he can answer, there is another knock at the door. And it's Lewis. Karen's oh, assistant, God. and uh, he is mm-hmm. here to pick up the sculpture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Covered in dick drawings. <laughs> yeah, for the oh, exhibition. Oh, my God. They quickly shove um, his daughter's underwear into his mouth <gasps> so that he can't talk. And um, they get his phone from him and text Lewis, because I think they have a text. Lewis texted Evan and said like I'm outside and they write back oh he, my I'm not home at the moment but my niece is there with a friend they can let you in and so they pretend to be his niece and they answer the door saying oh you're Lewis like Evan told us that you were here 
um, come on in. We're here shooting a music video. And he's like, oh, you picked a great location. Like this is such a beautiful house. And oh, they're laughing and they take him out to the sculpture, which is obviously still has dicks on it and like not. And he he Lewis just like is immediately like, what the fuck is going on? What's this? And he starts almost like having a panic attack, like he's really stressed, mostly just to see that the sculpture is ruined, this like yeah. piece of art that took so much work. And he pulls an inhaler out of his pocket and uses it and calms down a little bit. And he's like, what the fuck happened here? What what's going on? And they start trying to seduce him and they're saying, oh, please don't tell Karen Lewis like this could be our little secret. And he's like not into it at all. He's like, the fuck, he the has fuck been off of me. told that they're children also. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he pushes him off. He's and he runs into the house. He's like, where's Evan? And he finds Evan tied up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. And rather than untying him, he's like, I'm going to go get like these bitches are crazy and runs back out. And Evan's like saying, no, 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 like untie me. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Don't go out there. And he runs. Lewis runs back out to them to try to, I don't know, confront them. And they now have hammers and they're bashing this that like breaking the statue apart. And he's like running towards them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, and also as he ran in, we saw Genesis slip his inhaler out of his pocket. And so now he's running at them and they're beating the statue, breaking it. And he starts clearly having another asthma attack and fishing in his pockets. He can't find his inhaler. Genesis says, are you looking for this? Pulls it out of her pocket. He reaches it. She throws it to Belle. He goes to Belle. She throws it back to Genesis. They're doing that like schoolyard taunting, throwing it yeah. away from him. And at some point, uh, during all this, also, Evan has like sc scooted his chair. He's been like slowly making his way. So now he's in the doorway watching this, yelling at them like, stop it, stop it. Like, give him his inhaler. He needs it. And as Lewis is running back and forth trying to get the inhaler, he trips and he smacks his head on the corner of a piece of oh. cement at the base of the statue. And it's like immediately absolutely dead. Like in that Holy in that way shit. that it's just like blood coming out Holy and he shit. just is limp and lifeless. Belle and Genesis burst out laughing. Oh my god. Evan is mm. horrified like immediately starts crying and is like you need to call an ambulance you can do whatever you want to me Lewis has nothing to do with this he didn't do anything this isn't his fault and they're laughing and saying he tripped it is, of course it's his fault we didn't touch him he fucking tripped like he should oh be more god. careful. Oh my god. And they carry him back into like the center of the living room. And they're like, you stay here. We got to take care of Lewis. And oh they paper mache Lewis. No! What? And paint him and make him like into a sculpture and move him into the truck that Lewis came with to pick up the sculpture. And they like send a text message from his phone, making like acting like he's pissed at Evan saying, I can't believe you slept with my wife or something, something to like cover their tracks a bit. It's kind of a loose cover up that I don't know would stand. I don't totally understand what their long term plan is, here, <laughs> but they do something to try to cover their tracks. 
And we see while they're taking care of this, Evan is in the living room and he's trying to knock his chair into a bookshelf where there's a vase at the top of it that he's eyeing. So it seems like there's something, probably a gun, in this vase that he wants to get. And But before he can knock it over, they come back in and they're like, okay, back to the game show. If you'll remember, the question we were on was uh, prison, castration, or death. What What's the correct punishment for a pedophile? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. And he again is like, please, you guys, this is this is gone way too far. You need to untie me. And they go, nope, sorry, Evan. The correct answer is death. <gasps> oh, no. And he has an epic freak out oh my god i am actually gonna play it for you right now oh god no, we're watching a scene we're watching a scene I, wanna, I, I gotta i gotta see it death death you're gonna kill me you're gonna fucking kill me why why because i fucked you you fucked me you fucked me you came to my house you came to me I got you a car. I brought you your clothes. You took a fucking bubble bath. You wanted it. You wanted it. You came out to me. What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock. You both fucking sucked my cock. It was free pizza. Free fucking pizza. It just shows up at my fucking door. What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants. Come on. Fuck us. No one will know. Come on. Fuck us. Oh, two sums, three sums. It doesn't matter. Starfish, husbands, you don't give a fuck. You'll just fuck anything. You'll just fuck anything. Well, you lied to me. I'm trying to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. And you just fucking fucked me? What? Now you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? You should fuck me? What the fuck? Fuck, fuck. This is fucking insane. <laughs> oh Whoa! Wait, I just—I felt like, yeah, we had to. You had to just see it. <laughs> just, just, I wouldn't have been able to do it justice in a description. So that was, that was incredible. His hair was doing so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank God he didn't get that haircut. Oh my God. I love him so much. <laughs> He's great. And apparently he filmed that scene twice. Like he he did it a previous day and then like wasn't happy with it and was like, Eli, can we do that scene again? And then did that. And it's like, he did it pretty good. <laughs> he did it pretty good. Uh, you know, so rarely see Keanu lose it. Go there. I know. And it is really fucking cool to watch him play someone who has fully lost it. Yeah. Yeah. It was I was really delighted by that performance. So just thought I'd share it. It's also he makes some good points. He makes some good he makes points. Some really good free points. fucking pizza. It was free, free pizza. You suck my cock. You both suck my cock. You fucked me. You fucked me. <laughs> wow, that so was really good. special. Yeah, it's really good. What is their reaction? What you, I mean, you can see they're just kind of watching him blank they're face. Like, they're like, God, he's really it's almost like they're embarrassed for him. And Ooh. after his freak out, they just say, 
all right, you're going to be executed at dawn. And they set the alarm clock. His kids got him next to him. We knew that was going to be important. And they go outside and they start digging a pit, digging, digging a little grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> they come back in. It's getting light out. And they say, let's face it, Evan, you're a monster. And like, you, you deserve this. You brought this upon yourself. And then they say, or should we say, you're a monster, monster mad. And he looks really shocked, obviously. is like, how do you know that? Why have you, you've been spying on me? You've been spying on me and my kids. And they go back into a little Jumanji monkey mode, (laughs) like (laughs) trashing the house again. Now they go to one of Karen's sculptures and they start sawing the head off of it. It's like a human shaped sculpture. I don't think it's Lewis. <laughs> I think it's a, a, a true, honest to goodness sculpture. Not oh, no God. human man inside of it. But they're Great. sawing the head off of it and they're laughing and they're saying, this is going to be you, Evan. This is going to be you. Oh, <laughs> and they're scre- at, at a point they're screeching like dinosaurs, stomping on all his models of the town going, <laughs> like they're, like they're God- Godzilla, I guess. <laughs> and then they go and get a bowl from the kitchen and put it on his head and they give him a bowl cut. They cut his hair. This is the foreshadowing, I suppose. This, he important. does indeed get a haircut. Okay. It's very strange foreshadowing. And they're fucking with him and being crazy. And in this, they knock over the bookshelf and the vase falls and crashes. And there is indeed a gun inside of it. Everyone freezes. They look at it, grab it, say, oh, my God, you've been lying to us. You, If you had gotten this first, you would have killed us, wouldn't you, Evan? And they're pointing him at him now. And he's I don't know. At some point, they play hide and seek with him. They're like, go hide. Now they feel like even more empowered. They have even more of the upper hand now that they have a gun. They make Mm -hmm. him hide in the house. He almost gets away, but they catch him. And then they uh, tie him up again and put him in the grave and bury him with just his head out. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. And he's crying and begging them, please, please, oh my please. God, I hate this. I'll do so anything. Much. I'll do anything. I hate this. And they say, anything? Like, would you tell your wife and kids in full detail what happened last night? And he oh, says, she says, yes, Christ. yes, I'll do anything. And they're like, okay, all right, Evan, let's get let's give you a lifeline. And they take out a phone and they call Karen and put it to his ear. And it goes to voicemail, but he says uh, on the voicemail, he says, Karen, I'm really sorry for what I'm about to tell you, but call the police, call the police, call the police. And they hang up. And they're like, oh, that's a shame, Evan. Like, that was your life. That was your one lifeline. Like, we really thought maybe you would do the right thing there. And he's like laughing at them like well they're gonna she's calling the police now the police are gonna be coming and she says i hung up the second it went to voicemail i knew you were gonna chicken out so no police are coming and they say knock knock evan and he won't answer he or he's got he's they bound his mouth so he can't answer he's like going yelling at them and so they do it just between the two of them genesis says knock knock bell says who's there cheating evan cheating evan who cheating 
eventually gets you killed. <laughs> Pretty good. Knock, knock. Good. <laughs> really good. I'll remember that I wonder one. when they came up with that one, and I bet they were really excited to use it. <laughs> I know, because I can imagine not everyone was named Evan. Not everyone. Um, and Genesis grabs a big slab of granite and is raising it above her head like she's about to slam it down onto Evan's head, and she's like, all right, like, this is it, Evan. Three, two, one. He's screaming, screaming, screaming. She slams it down right next to his head. He starts sobbing, sobbing, like so upset, so scared. And they're laughing again. And they say, it's just a game. We're just, you think we're going to kill you? Like, this is just a game, Evan. We're not going to kill you. And with his like little thing in his mouth, he's going, a game, a game. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. There's nothing I like about this. They're looking at him and saying, you know, we thought you might be the one that would say no, but they never say no, no matter how much you love your families, no matter how much you love your wives, you're all the same. And they start walking away and Belle says, you were my favorite, though. And wish me happy birthday, by the way. I turn 22 next week, but you made me feel 15 again. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they're like, oh, one more thing, your phone. And they go bring his phone back to him and says, you shouldn't leave your Facebook logged in. Anyone could post anything to your timeline. (gasps) And they set it in front of him. They've posted the video of Bell that Genesis took of Bell on top of Evan and have posted it to his timeline. And it's getting they like stick it in the in the dirt in front of him so that he That's it's like all he can look at. And there's just comments pouring in being like, what is this This is a sick joke? Unfriended. You're disgusting. Unfriended. Unfriended. (laughs) And he's going, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And they leave and they take his dog with them, which is just a real bummer. Um, uh, They've completely trashed his house. And he's like wiggling around in the dirt. And he's eventually able to get just his hand free. And he's reaching on the phone. It's like two buttons. It's either delete or like, which I don't think is how Facebook works. There's just like two big buttons. And he's reaching, but his hand is still like kind of trapped in the dirt. And he can't. And he accidentally likes it instead of deletes it. And then goes, ah! <laughs> that's okay that's when Eli Roth is trying to be funny that is him mm-hmm. trying to be funny for sure mm-hmm. then the camera tracks through the house we survey all the damage they've done they've tagged on all of the family photos on the one of the daughter daddy's little whore they've drawn behind the wife a starfish they've drawn on Evan I'm the rape monster Um, broken basically everything everything's knocked over and it's just panning down the hallways until we get to the front door and karen and the kids arrive home oh no and the sunset look they just all look around in shock and the sun says daddy had a party and that's the end of the movie (laughs) oh my god i hated that i hated that i hated that i'm gonna i'm adding it to my list of things that i hated the most i 
hated it. I hated it. I think, you know, it's so funny. I, each time there's a movie that you guys really hate, it always takes me by surprise because it's something that I actually like, like funny games and killing of a secret deer. Okay, but you knew we were going to hate funny games. No, no. I not as much as you did. Really? Yeah. It's like not because they're not scary. Like it's, it's, and so part of my brain is like, oh, they're like, they're going to be they, fine with this. It, no, it is scary, though, because it's the scariest. It's the scariest possible thing because it's human beings like it's like human manipulation. It's not scary so much as it's so upset. Cruelty. It's cruelty. It's just human cruelty for fun. Yeah. For fun. It's sadistic. And like it's honestly because because all of those all the movies with demons all the movies with ghosts even the movies with like torture porn are more unrealistic than this in a way yeah i like you could totally ruin your life with one bad choice like yeah. that mm-hmm. that thing about just like and also, to be fair, he didn't really even make a choice ever in the movie. I mean, he like he let it happen raped. at one point, but like, yeah, that was he said no a lot. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you just if all you do is have sex with somebody who's not your wife, it's like that's that's a mistake, perhaps depending on his context of his relationship. But does it mean your whole life should get ruined? No. No. Well, and it shouldn't mean your kids have to like go through whatever they're about to go through because oh this God. kid's lives are about to be ruined. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth, you can go fuck yourself. You heard it here first. You, you heard can it here just... first and you'll hear it here over and over and over again. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. It's so funny. I It made me like Eli Roth more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I uh, certainly prefer this over the Green Inferno. The Green Inferno yeah, is just absolutely. is just very bad. This I think specifically also because Keanu Reeves is in it. Maybe if it was someone else, I certainly would have liked it probably less because yeah. obviously. But <laughs> I put it on at like eleven forty five and was like, I'm just gonna watch like fifteen minutes of it and <laughs> You watch the whole thing. <laughs> And I watched the whole thing. I, could, uh, I was having a good time. I didn't, I had to know what was going to happen. I was hooked. I laughed a lot in it. And I think it is like intentionally funny. Like, look, Eli I Roth laughed is, some too. Is making some jokes here that are pretty funny. But he also clearly, yeah, doesn't think very hard about any like messages he's trying to he's just no. like I feel like Eli Roth just like gets a log line idea for a movie and he's like cool let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, especially that like oh all you men are the same it's like no I, I don't know right. that I, I disagree with this fundamental premise of like you fucking sick man two women got came into your home got naked threw themselves at you forced themselves upon you and then you eventually let them suck your dick you piece of shit <laughs> it's like um i don't know man yeah i don't know that i, I don't think we come to eli roth for our for our morality tales. no i don't think this is feminism actually no. um no ah <sighs> Happy birthday, Keanu. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
look, it was worth it for that one scene for me. I do. I do have to say. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion has not changed on on Eli. Not for me. Mine has, but not. I mean, I still he's not my favorite. And I will say the movie still like looks like shit. It's written poor. It's like he's still it's still a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It looks like shit. That's funny. (laughs) Looks like shit. It's written terribly. It's like you can basically see the floodlights in the background. Like they're just like such sharp lighting that just looks very fake and all of his movies like look bad like that <laughs> even in the clip that we saw even in the clip that we saw i was like surprised that anna de armas and um lorenzo looked the way that they did and and it wasn't how i was picturing it like it just looked worse yeah it looked worse than what i was yeah. picturing yeah <laughs> wow well we did it and i'm I'm glad because I this is when I had told you that I've like debated watching. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Keanu, maybe. And I, no, fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Myself. He can skip it. That's what I'm here wow. for. Yeah. I think she does a service to us all. <laughs> so I don't know. Do we try to do a Keanu Reeves voice? You wanna yeah. you tried to fuck me? You <laughs> fucked me. You fucked me. You fucked me. I fucked you. What? Oh, I'm a flight attendant. I'm a flight attendant. <laughs> Starfish husbands. <laughs> God, it was good. Okay. From all of us here at Two Scary Dead at Watch. Goodbye. 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 Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Two Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.